Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Well, it's Easter weekend. How are you going to celebrate, or are you? going to celebrate here we are on good friday uh happy friday i know lots of the kids are off school today we actually have both of ours home today and we will have the littlest one home on monday as well because she goes to the catholic school so they get a little bit more extended easter break than the public school i can't remember what i got for a break as a child do you it was just good friday i went to a public school so we went we had off good friday um and we would all we, uh, my dad and his siblings all lived in the same town. We would go to grandma's, color Easter eggs, go to church, eat cheese pizza because we grew, I grew up Catholic and Friday is the, the final day of Lent. So we right. did not have meat and we would eat cheese pizza and color Easter eggs uh, with our cousins. And uh, it was fun. And, we, and that, that was always a fun day in my, in my memory. Every Easter Sunday for us, it was get up. Find our Easter baskets, which my dad had us convinced the Easter bunny would hide them. Of course. So we would find our Easter baskets. We would find the eggs. Then we would go to church. Mm -hmm. And nobody would want to go to church because we would want to dig through our candy (laughs) and eat all our Easter basket candy. I remember the Good Friday Mass was always particularly tricky for us. Did you bring any Easter candy to church? No, we heavens, all, no. We did. You did? We snuck it in. Oh, my gosh. My, oh, yeah. My grandma would have tipped over in the pew if we would have done that. Um, but it was particularly tricky because we were all together, all of us cousins, and we had been would always have been having a big, big doings all morning with the Easter eggs, and it would be hard for us to settle down and sit quietly for Mass. When you were a uh, when you were a child, did you have a tradition like what you had just described? Was that like a yearly thing which you guys just you knew what you were going to do, and it was just like yep every year the made up thing every year on Good Friday we did Easter eggs, went to church, and had cheese pizza, and then Sunday, of course, we would go back. It, it, it's a very churchy weekend. What for does a Catholic growing up as a Catholic? What does a Catholic service look like on Easter Sunday? Because I grew up. Again, non-denominational in a Protestant. Well, I've never, I've only been to a Catholic and a Lutheran Easter service. Right. And they're similar. Very similar. They're, Be- they're similar, yeah. Um, the Good Friday Mass was always pretty lengthy. And then the the Sunday Mass was a celebration. Um, on Easter Sunday, what did you dine on? Ham. Why it was is always it ham. Us too. And I'm like, how did ham become the Easter meal? I don't know. We had ham for Christmas Eve and for Easter. Us as well. And I don't understand that. Where did that come from? I don't know. Right? We well, I grew up on a farm and we had hogs, so I'm guessing that lent itself to ham at a lot of meals. It, do, you, do you think that is one of the reasons that you and I have drifted towards non-traditional dining when it comes to holidays? Because we do. Probably. We, yeah, le- this past year, we went out for Thanksgiving, yeah. which was the first time in my life I had ever done that, and it was lovely. 
It was fantastic. We had a great day. Yeah. And there was no dishes. And it was just you, I, and Clara. Noah was at his dad's um, last year for Thanksgiving. And I was like, I'll do this every year. This is great. I don't have a problem with that either. I'm like for holidays in general, I enjoy dining out because I'm so used to the chaos and what the kitchen looks like in the house when it's all over. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you go out, you can have a very nice meal prepared, served to you, stuff yourself, go home, and there's no mess. And that is always nice, especially if you're only cooking for a handful of people. Right. It's like, let's just not, let's just not do this. So we actually uh, dined out on Thanksgiving, which we enjoyed. And now we are looking, since the restaurant scene is uh, starting to open back up again, and they're getting a little bit more liberal with the restrictions, I would say, uh, we're looking at uh, an Easter brunch out. I love so do I. brunch. And so to go out on Easter for brunch just feels like the right fit. Yeah, we had the we had the same, you know, it was just uh it was the same thing every year for us. It was the it was the Easter ham, it was going to church on Sundays and then home. And uh again, growing up in rural northern Minnesota, there wasn't a lot of restaurant options, right? Where you could have the You didn't the, have a, a deep selection of brunches to choose from. No, you you and I have been digging well we we've Found all these fantastic spots in southern Minnesota, of course, here in our hometown as well. But we were looking at, you know, the Twin Cities, the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. It's only an hour away. So we looked at some of those places as well. But there are a lot of people, or I should say there's a lot of restaurants that are having an Easter brunch or buffet or something like that. So that tells me that there's a lot of people that want it. There's oh, de- for sure. There's, there's demand, yes. right? So, uh, if you're dining out this weekend, well, join the club, right? I'm looking forward to it. So am I. Again, it's just the convenience, the fantastic food, and zero cleanup. So, I think a lot of people like us have created their own family traditions. It's not based on what my father and mother did or what your dad and mom did either. We do our own thing. We do our own thing. And I guess specifically with Easter, it's been that way. Like my families don't gather right. for a celebration on Easter. Um, and I, there's just some, some things from the past that are tricky with Easter specifically yeah. that I think have, have lent themselves to us not getting together for Easter. Um, But the older I get, the more I, the more I value creating our own traditions as a family. I agree. Cause there's nothing, I mean, in the past I have been to a lot of get togethers that were just get togethers because they felt, everybody felt obligated. Mm -hmm. Right. It's nice to move beyond that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I do. There's a there's a point where I, I, I don't think you need to follow tr- traditions if they become uh, more of a, a task, right? And that's, or, it's funny because when I was younger. They're a burden sometimes. I was really... Um, I was really into traditions and having things be the same every year because I think I... As a younger person, it felt like everything was changing so fast all the time that those traditions were a constant that I could count on. And now 
as a as an adult with my own family, I can see that change is good and that I love my family. We just don't get together for Easter and that's fine. We do a lot of other great things throughout the year that are fun and everybody loves. Um, so I guess us creating our own traditions is just a natural progression. It is. I, I, and I think a lot of people probably do that. Don't you think? I know a lot of people who are who are traveling this weekend who are headed, is, you know, quote unquote home for, is, for Easter. Is Easter traditionally a big get together with the family type thing because it never was for us it was it, for us we, we we went we went to church and then there was the church family right you got together and why i don't know why i think this but always you know it seems like there was a potluck too i, I again i grew up in rural northern minnesota there's there, a potluck for everything there was a lot of potlucks <laughs> right there was a lot of potlucks get any to, excuse for yes. chunky jello is a good excuse but but thinking back, I do recall that they would have a few of the, them as well, and everybody would bring what they would consider the tr- a, a part of the traditional uh, Easter dinner. So, But now, again, with us, depending, being a blended family, right, we may have both kids at one year, and we may have only one the next. So, And that, I think, has... That's played into it as well. Led to uh, our creating our own traditions, too, because I I don't like to do big family get-togethers with only one of the kids. Right. Because it just feels like we're, or, mi- we're missing someone. Or do something that, you know, w- one of them will regret if they miss it. Yeah. So I we, mean, yeah. Th- that was how we wound up at a restaurant on Thanksgiving. We were just keeping it low-key. Right. Um, and then... Noah came home from his dad's that evening, and we did something with the four of us. Right. And so I guess, um, you know, I guess that plays into it too. Feels good to blaze your own path, though, doesn't it? It does. You know, I I didn't mind the traditions, but they were more. I, I, I hate to say this, but a lot of the a lot of the holiday traditions, to me, were. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily look necessarily look forward to them. I will say that, and Are it was you, just weird, and it's because it was the get together. With awkward people, a lot of the times people I didn't hadn't seen in a long time, and you or you'd see once or twice a year. You don't do well with small talk. No, <laughs> I don't. Get to the point. You know me, right? <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so we are, yeah, we're going to be out, and uh, we're going to probably uh, let somebody else do the cooking this year, and uh, we'll have the traditional Easter baskets, the egg hunt, and all thing, all those things, because we have a five year old that believes. It's another reason to have a party. She's into parties regardless of the occasion. It is. Like, she's cool with a Tuesday party. It's it's a if, thing with her. Um, which I get. I can relate to that. I don't know where she got it, but I can relate to it. Um, are we going to have to have the Easter egg hunt inside? Looking at the weather, maybe. Mm. I mean, it's weird. You know, we're in southern Minnesota, and normally this time of year, we're into the 50s and 60s, and the sun's out, and it's warm, and things are starting to kind of show hints of green. This year, we've been way below average in temperature, and they're still talking per- perhaps maybe some snow, I think, even this weekend. So I did notice, I, I'm trying to see like a glass half full approach here. I did notice a tint of green in the grass the other morning. A little bit. And it had rained the night before and it had that smell, that spring smell. And so I was glad about that, but I could really use some sunshine and warm weather. Yeah, I think that uh cuz it's the feeling of we I you, I've referenced this for many years. 
It's the arc of the sun, right? The higher it gets in the sky, the warmer it feels, and it just kind of breathes new life into everything. And it's getting to that point, but it's not coming the, out. Well, so what we need is the color. We need the clouds to go away. It is. It's it's <laughs> hard do. not to let the weather affect your mood. It 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 isn't will, it. It will get you down. There's no there's no and doubt about it. I try really hard to like be a a person with a positive disposition, but after this many days of clouds, I I'm like okay. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that lack of sunshine does affect your mood. I believe that's science. I think it. Well, they have the mood Sciencing. lights and everything. Remember when we were uh, doing our radio show, we had a uh, one of our sales managers, Kathy Barber, that brought in a mood light for us. It didn't help. It didn't, but it wasn't the same. Like if you, I can tell you this, if you go to one of the tanning salons here, you got perfect tan up by campus, suntan city up by the other end of town, but any, wherever. But if you get into a tanning booth and you get some of that warm ultraviolet light that you could feel it warming your body and you get a little bit of that color to it. It does improve your mood. It, the, the warmth helps. I'm, I'm not kidding. I don't know why that is, but I tell people all the time, if you want to enhance your mood and you have seasonal depression, if you get into a tanning booth and you, even if it's just 10 minutes a week, it seems to help. And we are not dermatologists. I am so not. We, by the way, speak to that you'll you'll have to you'll have to pay some ridiculous tan tax that they have now. I don't even know what that is in Minnesota, but I know it's a lot. Well, all of the taxes are a lot here. <laughs> everything people are complaining because everything is more expensive. Speaking of expensive things for Easter, eggs are very popular for Easter. What is going on with know. the price of eggs? I heard Clara ask the other day, "When are we going to color Easter eggs?" And I was like, "Girl." That's like $5 for a dozen eggs. There was a, I don't know if Quick Trip still does it, but remember when it was 99 cents a dozen? It used to be like 69 cents at Aldi. And I don't even know, are they, what, what's Aldi getting for a dozen eggs I right haven't now? been to Aldi in ages. Um, I saw somebody in Omaha, Nebraska a couple of weeks ago post uh, a picture of eggs and it was four and change for a dozen. And I'm like, that's not even real. Where is that happening at? Then you pointed it out to me the other day and I looked in the grocery stores and sure enough, Oh, yeah. Why are eggs more expensive? Everything is. I mean, it's... Except the ham. <laughs> is ham cheap? I, well, I had a, I got a pretty affordable one last week, or <gasps> was it two weekends ago? I don't know. You and your meats. You I love so, meat. You get so excited when you it find was, your meats. It was a spiral-sliced Virginia brown sugar glazed... And I brought that bad boy home, threw it in the oven, and nobody eats ham like I do. I you love I love me some ham. The kids love ham too. And I'm I don't know if I had too much pork as a kid. And this is an unpopular opinion in this part of the country, but pork's not my favorite. Pork's not your favorite? It's not my favorite. Unless it's one of those gigantic pork sandwiches. Pork tenderloin. Is that what it is? The pork tenderloin <laughs> sandwiches in Iowa. Those are just nostalgic. I don't even know if they're that good, but but no, the, the the ham didn't seem to be expensive. So it's just weird that certain things are becoming more and more expensive. Inflation, by the way, is the highest I've ever experienced as an adult. It, I, think I think it's think the it's, highest since the, the early eighties. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the highest since it's been I've, forty years. I've even been alive. <laughs> right. Everything is more expensive. Obviously, gas is the first thing that comes to people's mind. Which will affect probably travel. I'm wondering how that will affect travel come the up uh, the upcoming travel season, I should say. I don't, I don't know. know. It is. It's um But the eggs. The eggs. 
We got to get the back eggs. to the eggs. I don't know no. what happened. I, feel, I sound like I'm a hundred. I know. Darn these egg prices. Well, you didn't know that in Europe, they often keep their they just keep their eggs up in, in a cupboard. I had no idea. They don't refrigerate. If you get eggs fresh, I know this for a fact. If you get eggs fresh, and you want to store them. If you put them in a cool environment, they last like forever. Like the most of the eggs that you buy in the grocery store have been sitting in a warehouse being chilled for a while before they even get there. Is that why farm fresh eggs taste so much better? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I Absolutely. I'd have to believe that. And not only that, but the yolk is so much richer and a deeper and darker yellow. It's the feed, right? Those, those free range chickens that are legit free range, they just wander around. It's just completely different. I know you can't here, but now would be a good time to have a chicken or two. <laughs> you know me. I don't want chickens in an urban setting. Uh, l- listen, I grew up in the country. We had chickens. Uh, we, we we had cows, hogs. We had it all at one point, right, in this, on a small farm. Chickens are nasty creatures. We I don't care if chickens. They, I don't care if they make noise or not. Like A lot of people are like, well, you don't have to have a rooster. doesn't matter. They're nasty. Chick chickens are some of the nastiest creatures on the planet. Why is their they meat will, so good? Well, then <laughs> it's like I think one of the healthiest you can eat, right? Isn't it? It is. It is. Yes, it is. I I just don't want to think about the process. I don't. Wa- I understand it. I know where the chickens come from. I know where the chicken meat comes from. I just don't want to think about the whole uh, process. I do not want chickens living next door to me. In, in the city. I just You're think not, that... You I think can't I, have chickens in the city. So. Well, well, there's some there's some that do, that allow you to have... I know, but not here. Not here, not in Mankato. And they've had that discussion. I think St. Peter's had it, had it a few times as well. Not a big fan. It's a slippery slope. I know. It I, is. Uh, no, you better be careful. With because farm animals. I, I have friends with chickens, and I they know. love their chickens. Uh, well, Elizabeth Reese on Twin Cities Live she loves, loves her, her live chickens. Yep. I'm like, it's so much, when they talk about the eggs, it's so much easier to go to the store and just buy a dozen eggs. It's cheaper, too. Even Not with the, these days. Even, yes, it is. <laughs> even with the price that they are now, to have a coop. To feed the chickens and care for them properly, there's no way you get your money back on those eggs. Listen, I don't want chickens. It's just I know how fired up you get about chickens. And so this was just a fun little Friday experiment to see how angry I could get you about the chickens. (laughs) We have had this discussion before because uh, cities locally here in southern Minnesota have, have had this discussion because there's so many people that want to be able to have, again, not a whole chicken farm, but I think... The idea is to have like four or five of them that just lay, mm-hmm. right? That's the idea. Your cousin had one in her backyard she in Walk-On, sure, Iowa. She sure did. She had, and, and that she was had, in town. She had chickens. It was legal there. I mean, they had like a little red barn they yep. built with a little caged area, and they would have to fight off the raccoons. Yep. Because <laughs> they would be in every night. And if they don't eat your eggs, they'll eat your chickens. <laughs> Because they're nasty. They're nasty creatures as well. Oh, you are not one with Mother Nature this not, morning. Not not this morning. So, anyways, we were, this whole tangent was, was started with the Easter traditions thing. So, we yeah. are going to have to color Easter eggs. We have to do that. She brought that up the other night. When are we doing that? Can you boil them for a couple minutes longer than you did last we, time? Listen. We, you wanted a, you you like to have hard-boiled eggs in the fridge just to snack on because it's a healthy snack or something you can add to a salad or whatever. And I like to make them in the oven. Right. But 
they stink in the oven. Well, if you make them in the ink, the sulfur, or in the oven, the, the sulfur and all of that. Well, even Noah says, like, oh, and you're making the stanky eggs again? Everybody whines about yeah. mom's stinky eggs. So I asked you if you would boil me a dozen eggs. And uh, we didn't boil them quite long enough. Well, and I had said- a sunny side up egg on my desk. I usually do the <laughs> the 12. I've done eggs a million times. I don't know why they, what we did. We just undercooked them a bit. I don't know if it was due to the volume because we did a whole dozen. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, there's $4.28 down the drain. There it is. Well, was it, were they that expensive at that time? Is that what they are right now? Is it four twenty eight here? I think so. That is insane. Yeah. That is absolutely bonkers. Well, but anyways, just boil them enough so we don't have to throw them away. <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, we'll be dining out. We're gonna. We have yet at a yet to be determined spot. But I did notice that this year there are a lot more places open for the get out and have an Easter brunch type thing. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder. Speaking of inflation and uh, the price of eggs, I wonder if. Depending on how many people you're cooking for, if it's more cost effective to go out. I don't know. know. It costs a lot to make a big meal, especially if you're just cooking for a few people. I can tell you that most of the places I've looked at, including the Twin Cities restaurant and our local ones around here, every one of them is 50 or under. Mm -hmm. And it's like an all you can eat type thing. And a lot of Mm -hmm. that, a lot of that. Uh, or a lot of those places have like bottomless mimosas or wine or something like that. And since you and I right now are not consuming alcohol, that's not a an expense. No, an expense that we really worry about. And it's funny on that note, by the way, if you go out and what we tried the dry January thing, and God, here we are in the middle of April and it's still going. But when you go out to eat, you'll notice that your bill, <laughs> if you don't order cocktails at all, is substantially less than it would be if you did. It is. I mean, it's insane. I wish that more places had cool mocktail menus. Well, they're getting them. You're starting to see it pop up more and more. And I've I've tried a few of the mixed drink options and just ordered them alcohol-free. Right. Um, And that's good, too. But I wish there was more cool mocktail options. I think they're on the way. And you are starting to see it pop up more. And we actually have found uh, an awesome mocktail that we've been making on the right. weekends uh, using the great water from the CBD centers. We have CBD centers right here in Mankato. And if you've never tried it, I'm telling you, it is a very nice alternative. If you want something that makes what well, makes me feel a little relaxed, uh, a light body buzz, but at the same time, you're not drunk. You're not going to be hung over the next day, and you're not doing any damage to your body. Yeah, and and we've mixed it with uh, fruit, mint leaves, diet tonic water. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can mix it up. You can drink the great water just right out of the bottle. Right. Um, I like to mix it up in a pretty glass sure. just because that's my style. And I, I like to add a little bit of – I like to mix it. About a 50-50 mix with, like, tonic water, mm-hmm. add a mint leaf in there or some lime – you, you would believe that you're drinking a cocktail. Yeah, muddles really berries. Um, it's just, I found it to be a really great alternative to an alcoholic beverage, and uh, you can buy it locally at the CBD centers. I'm telling you, as we head into the uh, summer months here, you should check out some of the products they have at the CBD center. Specifically, if you want to stay away from the alcohol and the hangovers and everything that goes with it, give CBD centers a call. Go, go pay them a visit. We've got them right here in Mankato. 
They're in Waseca, and you will find them around. If you Google CBDC or CBD centers, they'll come up, and they have various locations now. But it's a great alternative to alcohol. Well, if you stop drinking for a while, you'll find most things are right. <laughs> do you think uh, the reason? Do you think uh, the the past couple of years, as people were, you know, a little bit more restrictive with their travel? Uh, spent more time alone due to the pandemic that they got a taste of it. And they were like, this isn't bad. A taste of? The the not getting together with the big oh, and doing all the hoopla um, type stuff. Do you think that that may have had something to do with it? I think it really depends on the person and their personality because I know a lot of people who were cooped up for the last two years that right. want to do all of the things. Like we talked about revenge travel. Yes. And right. then I know people who uh, were cooped up for the last two years and were like, this is the life for me. This right. is cool. I like the slowdown. I like the the quiet. I like just being with my immediate people. Um, so I guess it really depends on on your personality and how you handled the quietness. <laughs> no. Some people are better at being alone with their thoughts than others. Well, yeah, it, but the funny thing is travel as it picks up and it is really, really ramping up, the uh, airlines have asked, well, they did a few weeks ago, the president to lift the mandate on on travel. For, is there still a mandate on travel? Well, here's the deal. It was supposed to expire April 18th, the mask mandate for the airlines and everything else. It has now been extended into the first week of May. Bummer. I know, because I was hoping to, and again, uh, we all did it. We all put the masks on. It's not we the end wore of the world. them. It's not the end of the world. But I was I was looking forward to traveling without a mask on. Now that may still happen for us because this extension only goes from April 18th until that. It's 15 days from that day. Okay. So the first week of May, and uh, the airlines really want it dropped because it just makes passengers, they say, much happier. I feel like. I'm bouncing around all over this morning, but I had to wear a mask the other day for an event. It was um, a networking event, and it was just from, like, the lobby to the venue. Right. Um, And it's weird even for, like, two minutes. Were you in Rochester? I wasn't. I was I was local. Um, But it's weird even for, like, two minutes when you're not – when you're used to, to not wearing it because right. I, I haven't worn it for a long time – I'm like, how did we do this? I mean, we wore masks everywhere the entire time we were shopping. So you had to wear a mask from the time you entered the building until you got to the room that you were walking to? Yes. And that was locally? It was. Here? Really? Yeah. And that, I mean, it was fine. It, yeah, it, I'm just it, it was a big deal. Yeah. I put the mask on and I did it. But just on that walk, I was like, oh, my God, how do we do this for a year right. and a half everywhere we went all the time? And how did our kids do it sitting in school all day long? Right. It's funny how fast you forget, For I sure. guess, is, is yeah. the point I'm making. For sure. And and again, I, I just brought that up because I know that there's a lot of people that are thinking about not just this weekend, but obviously the summer travel season, and I have been watching that. So we were all anticipating April 18th, which would have been Monday. They were going to lift all of these restrictions and masks and all that stuff, but now that has been extended 15 days from that day. So if you were hoping to get on a plane Monday without a mask, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. And I, listen, I know that there's a lot of people uh, with 
you know, pre-existing conditions and, and compromised health that benefit when we all do wear a mask. So I, and we did religiously. And don't you expect that going forward, you will see parts of the population that will just be more comfortable wearing yeah. a mask? I, something tells me with this latest uptick, you're going to start to see them again. I mean, I mean, I notice it like when we're out in the stores that, you know, there's some people that just choose to. And, you know, I understand because a lot of them are, and, and think about this, remember this, that they may be experiencing something that you have no idea. Absolutely. About, right. A health issue, or they may be living with somebody that's, that's been compromised. There's, there's a lot of different reasons. So, and another person wearing a mask doesn't affect you. Doesn't affect you at all. Right. And I, and I agree with that, but so th- that's going to continue. And I honestly believe God, I'm hope, cause I want this to be behind us just like everybody else, but it's, it, now it appears as though this is going to be something that we're going to have to learn to live with for a while. Right, All of my least. Facebook memories are coming up from that first month. It's weird. Of it the is pandemic. so weird. And uh, it's one of those moments where you look back and think, if if only you knew. Two years ago, we were only a month into you this. You know, if, if, right. if you could go back and talk to that version of you and be like, buckle up buttercup because this is going to get wild you have no idea what's coming and think of all of the things that have happened this is a whole nother show but all of the things that have happened since that moment Mm -hmm. we had the civil unrest in the twin cities and then across the country after the george floyd killing and then we had now we've got you know this all the, the 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 uh conflict in europe all of these things that are sandwiched mm-hmm. in the last two years. Right. It's been a busy couple of years. And there's been, I mean, extreme severe weather. and just, just weird. A lot of things right. in, in just two years. And so to look back at those memories, it's it's a weird feeling it starts to, to wear see them out. because you're just like, God, we, I, we, I really had no idea how much everyone's life was going to change. Right. Right. I agree. So... It's been a roller coaster this morning, guys. It has been all over the place. <laughs> and we kind of figured it would be because there's a lot of people home today with the kids. Yeah, right? routines it, it, are different this morning. It is Good Friday, a lot of different routines. And uh, yeah, we were just wondering, for the weekend, what was your plans? Do you stick to the traditional plans that your family, your dad and mom had for you when you grew up? Or have you forged a new path as an adult with your own family, kind of like what we have? Yeah, if you want to um, share with us, which by the way... You flooded me with meal plan meal plan tips over the last two days. Right, that was our Wednesday show. And I love you for it because, um, number one, I realized that I'm not alone in feeling like a meal plan is the way to go. I had no idea that many people were doing it. Uh, yeah. John Taylor, the winemaker and distiller from Chankaska, sent me a text that morning of the board in his house, and they do it every single week. Yes, and I, I got some great tips and just... I mean, appreciate you because I was at my wits end on Wednesday morning and I already feel better. But we would also love it if you uh, if you want to share about your holiday traditions, uh, you can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, comment on our post. You just find us uh, at George and Jess podcast on any social media online and uh, subscribe. We'll be back Monday morning.